Today I want to look at this story together in Luke 24, this passage that shares about the discovery of the empty tomb. So look with me, Luke 24, verses uh, 1 uh, through 12 today. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. So you see, uh, the first opportunity that they could get uh, we're going to discover these followers of Jesus, who they were, going to take care of Jesus' body. Uh, and you see what they take. And, and they go as early as possible. At early dawn, they went to the tomb and took the spices that they had prepared. Here's what I want you to do, okay? Ready? I want you to get up and go find some spices. Ready? Go. All right, some of you don't follow directions very well, so let's try this again. I'm going to say go, and you get up from your couch or your chair, and you go find spices and grab the first spice you can find and bring it back uh, to us this morning. Ready, set, go. Find it? All right, what do you have? What kind of spice do you have? Let's count to three. Everybody say it at the same time. One, two, three. Very good. All right, we see here that these followers of Jesus at early dawn went to the tomb. And what did they take? Spices that they had prepared. Now, odds are you're holding a kitchen spice. These are fragrant, aromatic spices to, to treat a body uh, for burial. And you see they're going to prepare Jesus' body properly um, for burial since they were unable to do that before. Look at verse 2. And they found as they arrived to the tomb. Now the question is, how were they going to plan to roll the stone away? We don't know, but they were going on faith. But here in verse 2 we see that they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. So these, these followers uh, approached the tomb to prepare the body, to care for the body, find the tomb rolled away. And then when they go in, there's no Jesus. So do something with me real quick. Take your hands and cup them together. Okay, if you cup them good enough, you'll see there's a little hole. And I want everyone to look in that hole. What do you see? Nothing. It's the same thing these followers found when they approached this tomb with the stone rolled away, expecting to go in and see the body of Jesus. But when they walked in, they discovered there's nothing there. Jesus is not there. Verse 4 tells us that they were perplexed about this. Perplexed. What does that word mean? That word is used often in Scripture. Paul uses it a lot. That perplexed word means at a loss. They just didn't understand. They were left wanting. Uh, the word could also mean depressed or worried. They just didn't get it. They didn't know what to do or how to respond to this news. They were perplexed. And as they were perplexed, behold, two men 
stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said, Why do you seek the living among the dead? Why do you seek the living among the dead? These followers of Jesus had approached the tomb to care for the body, didn't realize that they were seeking in the wrong place, that they were looking for the wrong thing. They didn't know they were seeking after the living. You see, they needed a perspective shift in their life because they just didn't get it. They were going to care for a dead body. But when they arrived, they found out he was gone. Their perspective had to change, and these two men tried to reassure them, saying, Why do you seek the living among the dead? Verse 6, He is not here. He has risen. He has risen. And then they say, Remember how he told you while he was in Galilee. You should know this because he said it while he was still in Galilee. Verse 7, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified. Jesus told them what was going to happen. And on the third day, rise. And they remembered his words. And returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to the rest. Now, we find out who was at the tomb. Now, it was Mary Magdalene. And Joanna and Mary, the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves, and he went home marveling at what had happened. They needed a perspective shift. Here we find the followers of Jesus on the hills of the crucifixion. They were perplexed. They were at a loss. They were depressed. They didn't know where to go and how to respond. And these men appeared to the women and said, Why are you seeking the living among the dead? He's risen. He's already told you this was going to happen. Jesus had given them everything that they needed for the moment that they were in. They just needed to listen to his words. They just needed to listen. See, a question that we must ask ourselves today, especially of all days, is how do you respond to the tomb? You see, there are times in our life where we find ourselves at a point of crisis or defeat, just like the followers of Jesus had. They thought they had been defeated by the authorities. They thought that Jesus was dead. And all hope was gone. But they discovered on that resurrection Sunday that the tomb was empty, that Jesus was alive, and that he had risen from the grave. Jesus had given them everything that they needed through his words and his life and gave them an opportunity to live. So let me ask you this question again. How do you respond to the tomb? What is your response to this empty tomb? Jesus' body isn't there. He is alive. We see how they responded. Some believed and some didn't. Some rejoiced. Some doubted. And some ran to the tomb to get clarification. So as we sit in times like today, 
and we're struggling with our life and our situation and we're wondering how should we respond to crisis? How do we respond to the defeat in our own lives? Let's remember the promise that we found in Luke 24 right here. That Jesus has given his followers everything that they need. He's equipped us with what we need for today. He has gained the victory. There is no reason for us to live in perplexion, to be perplexed or at a loss or depressed or left wanting something because Jesus gives us everything that we need. So let's stop seeking the living among the dead and let's trust in and live in the hope that Jesus provides through his resurrection. Look at the, look at, look at the responses of his followers to this incident. And let's ask ourselves, what is our proper response to the empty tomb? Look at this. This word remember looms large. Remember looms large here. Verse 6, remember how he told you. And then verse 8, they remembered his words and they returned from the tomb telling others. We must remember the work that Jesus has accomplished for us. We must remember. We must. That word holds incredible weight means to praise, to raise up, to exalt, to make known. We've got to remember the promises that he's given us through his life. We must remember the, and rejoice in the victory that he's provided through his death and his resurrection. And we must remember and represent him to the world around us and share the good news. We see that represented here in his followers in this short passage. We see the empty tomb. We gain an understanding that Jesus is who he said he was, that he lived the perfect life, that he died for our sins and rose again. He's not in the tomb, and we should not live in a moment of crisis. We shouldn't be at a loss or depressed or desperate. We can live in the hope that he provides. Remember his promises. Rejoice in the victory and represent him to the world around us. Let's do that today. Let's live boldly and faithfully because the tomb is empty. And as we study this passage this week, I want us to share that with the world around us. Live a joyful, hope-filled life because Jesus is alive. And he's given us everything we need to thrive in this world. Trust in him. Remember the promises, rejoice in the victory, and represent him to the world. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you so much for this day that you've given us to worship you. And Father, as we transition now into a time of worship, I pray that you would fill our spirits as we exalt you as Lord. Thank you so much for doing the work that you've done on the cross to cleanse us. Father, may we glory in the empty tomb. And remember, and remember your promises. And rejoice in your victory. And Father, equip us. Give us everything we need today to represent you to the world. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen.